Fusion and John Judah. <laughs> You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. All right, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide fuse box radio broadcast, bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998. Now on your favorite podcast app and or internet radio station. Doing our thing, bringing you a nice, diverse mix of independent and mainstream music, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more, along with some news and commentary here and there. And soon we'll be back on the interview swing as well. On the music and commentary end, you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my co-host and partner who does the same. Let me have him go on ahead and introduce himself. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming back. Of course, the... The Truth and Authentic is back. Of course, DJ Fusion, of course, I myself. The Grand Imperial Funky One, a.k.a. Pretty Ricky McJiggy, a.k.a. I saw Raw Black Hawk, a.k.a. your daughter's favorite stepfather, a.k.a. the funk author. Yes, indeed, Fusebox Radio definitely coming to bring it to you. Glad you all have come back. Got some good views and, of course, tunes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But check this. The sun of Sirius star system shines outstanding. The God keeps it manly. The funk is uncanny. Go tell your sister, Aunt and Manny, that the nappy grand prevails plus. Never never stood still, never been a failure. Them hate the fact there's the emergence of cosmic genitalia. Yes, indeed. The truth is what we're going to tell you, DJ Fusion. I saw a rock black hawk in the mix, never a failure. What's the deal, Fusion? I'm doing okay. I'm just seeing you here, like, um, talking, spinning 16s right now, but but that's all right, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, st- I'm a little nervous about that, you know, daughter's this favorite stepfather joint. That's, that's, that's a little... That that's a little bit of an odd one there, but but we'll break that down another day. Um, anyway, um, shout out to everybody who's been um checking us out and listening to us. Whether you know you are old schoolers, some of y'all are super old schoolers who've been listening to the show. To um those who might have just ran into us, you know, via recommendation, whether it's you know via your peoples or algorithm or whatever, we deeply appreciate y'all checking us out and supporting what we do here as an independent media outlet. Um, real quick on the promo spiel in before we get into some talk and the music. You can always check out what's going on to Fusebox Radio Broadcast Fam over at our official website, FuseboxRadio.com. That is F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O.com, our official um, blog site. You can reach it um, by one or two means. We still have the BlackRadioWasBack.com um, site that actually routes to our um updated blog site, um, the Futon Done, um, T-H-E-F-U-T-O-N-D-U-N. Dot com where besides on um, blog posts and stuff we also um do live streaming there each week uh, more um programming is coming in the mix very very soon but as of right now um folks have um the live mixing steeds going on on sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. eastern standard time with various replays throughout the week shout out to the folks over at streamlabs miss cloud live Twitch and um, other distributors in terms of us getting that joint built up. 
and uh, what have you to not just do our thing, but also to do our thing and give artists getting paid through that wonderful net royalty stees and um, what have you, because we wanted to make sure that it was, you know, nice and fair. Not just, you know, playing joints or whatever, just because and all of that. And um, with everything, if you want to check us out through your favorite podcast app of choice and you dig what we do, please definitely give us a recommendation if those apps have that because that actually gets us to more people's ears in terms of more of that um, algorithmic mix and so forth and so on in terms of what is being recommended to you. And um, we're still in the um, Rona 20s, the COVID era, all that type of stuff. So live events right now aren't popping up, but when they do, we will definitely let you know. But in the meantime, check us out online through this outlet. And again, thefutondone.com. And let me see here. Um, shout out to everybody who's been listening in and checking us out so far. We deeply appreciate you. Um, on the social media, everything is either under Fusebox Radio or the Futon Done. So definitely go on ahead and um, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, so forth, and so on. On that end, with the Facebook page, that's the only one that's different. It's Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show. So Fusebox Radio and Show attached to it. So you can um, go on ahead and check us out. And lastly, on the following end, um, because we do stuff through Mixcloud and Mixcloud Live, we've been on board with them for a while. And, um, you know, we deeply appreciate that they have, you know, the outlet now where people can, you know, not just stream um, music sets and stuff live, but to um, also have artists get paid besides the regular audio archiving we've been doing with them. Definitely follow us on Mixcloud at mixcloud.com slash Fusebox Radio and spreading them links and stuff. And we appreciate you there. So at the moment, um, that's the end of the promo spiel. And um, with, yep, yep. And um, with that, before um, we get into um, my mix and the Blackhawks mix, definitely got to get into some commentary because um, for those who thought everything was going to be cool after 2020 <laughs> ended and um, 2021 was going to begin, um, we got to remember that time is an artificial construct and things happen when they are supposed to happen, apparently. And that includes good things. That also includes stuff that looks like um, insanity and madness and um we are barely um, two weeks into the new year at the time that we are broadcasting this. And um, as I'm sure everybody has seen, um, America had like a little bootleg coup try to go down um, during the past week. And us oh. being in the um, D.C. metro area, um, that was um, definitely interesting. Since um, I know for me, I was like on um, lunch break um, with my 9 to 5 and, you know, seeing the news like what the hell is going on and... um people were basically walling and um for me and it's kind of interesting me seeing the um response to this over the past few days um from everything from people i know to um, a national and international level um my feelings on everything that happened is kind of a i'm not surprised you know what i mean like if you sit back and you observe certain stuff and you keep ignoring it as after a while, that doesn't mean that the stuff that's happening isn't going to go down. And with what happened in DC at the Capitol, um, I know um, Trump is like the big, um, I guess, catalyst of why people are angry, but Trump is just like a tumor on what was already a steadily declining um, health of a country in terms of a sick body and a sick mindset. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. You know what I mean? Like tumors are bad, but if you don't do preventative shit to try to avoid them tumors, what do you think is going to happen? You know no what I'm saying? 
And um, and I think that was mm-hmm. um, I think that's a good point. That's where I was coming from them in the, in the very beginning, where I always saw Trump as a person that represented something other than himself or uh, uh, um, um, a diverse group of individuals that had certain type of feelings. You know what I'm saying? And and unfortunately, there's elements in that group that were. It, had gone to the extreme. Um, not to cut you off, Fusion, but when I was when it was when I was going when I was doing it when I when when it was going down. Um, you know, I'm in the DMV now. Um, and uh, I wasn't in DC at the time when mm-hmm. it was going down, but I was, you know, and I didn't fear for a moment. Well, first of all, I thought it was theater. I thought it was theater um, because I, it just seemed too like, I think there were people involved that didn't know what was going on, but I think there were people involved that did know what was going on, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was kind of, I, I took it as almost theatrical because I knew that with the weapon systems that they, you know about, what weapon systems you don't know about, that it wasn't going to go but so far, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't going to go but so far. So I had never had that fear that it was going to be. Well, that was mostly people who were inside the situation and inside that inside that hall where the you know where the where the government people were at. You know, they had a fear. But as a black man, I didn't. You know, I knew it wasn't going to last long, and I knew it was, you know, something I guess orchestrated in some ways to to to. Um, I guess make it's a, 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 I guess a last bang as you leave, go out mm-hmm. with a bang, so to speak. But I didn't necessarily, I, you know, I, it, to me it was theatrical and you know and and funny at the same time. I think for me, right, like I don't necessarily think that the government was going to be overthrown. Okay, not because of the lack of people or effort, but because, quite frankly, this country is soft at the moment. Okay. Like, you know, they've been talking about it. They're going to have this gathering or whatever for, for a long time. Right. At this particular time, at that particular day that it happened. And, um, they had a lot of people and stuff there. And as somebody who grew up in the DC Metro area, shout out PG County, shout out Southeast DC, et cetera, et cetera. Like you're kind of used after a while to saying that, you know, people protest to do certain things. Right. And I'm also for better or for worse, you've just seen the hypocrisy of when certain groups do a protest and other groups do a protest. So when this joint went down and, you know, it's, I'll, I'll get into the theater part of I, what I think about is theater later on. When certain stuff went down and people were like surprised, I'm like, why are you surprised? Why are you surprised this is happening? Because this hypocrisy has always existed in this area. In other words, like, if you have something where it's black people or people of color or folks who are deemed politically leftist or protest, there's always more security. Like one thing about the DC metro area is it is not lacking law enforcement on a civilian or military level, right? No doubt. So for example, in 2016, um, I was at the um, inauguration protest, relatively peaceful situation. 
when cops wanted to get out there, they were there quick, fast, in a hurry. We're talking about state and feds because one of the things that people had to remember for, or, or people who may be overseas, perhaps, D.C. is not a state. Washington, D.C. has its own little thing going on. So you will usually have um, federal folks. You will have folks within the, um, you know, District of Columbia um, locality. And then you have tons of military here. Like you have, you know, Air Force, Army, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that'll be folks that are included in Maryland and Virginia. Okay. When certain stuff happens. And then, you know, on top of the fact that you have different types of security, private and government, depending on where you're at and around the area that you're at. So when you have people, you know, starting to climb around and get buck or whatever, it's like, to me, the only thing that stops stuff from getting more extra than it already did, because, you know, there are people who are injured, there are, you know, folks who are dead, etc., is the fact that it was disorganized. Because if we want to keep it all the way live, part of this was an inside job, but it was just a disorganized inside job. Because, again, for somebody who grew up in this area, you, even when, as, as a young head, right, you would have to go through metal detectors and stuff to go to Smithsonian or various other government buildings. Like, you know, stuff got a little more extra after 9-11 in terms of bag checks, etc. But you're not getting into certain places if you don't have a certain level of clearance or somebody is not letting you in. Mm-hmm. With the capital situation, and nobody can tell me a goddamn thing about that, you wouldn't have had one Negro try to climb over some damn fence, much less scale the capital, push around cops, do everything else, and it not have been a bloodbath. That's it would have been a massacre with the um stuff people did. But the way people were doing things, and you know, people have seen the pictures and video or whatever else. You had some of those cops, not all of them, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. You had some of them cops posing with those cats who burst up in there. And we're talking about cats who burst up in there, you know, some folks were on there for a lark, because, you know, that's what happens with some people's protests. You know, they just want to be there like, I was there. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the reason why she didn't get to a certain place. For those who were serious about it, like only a few things left it to the point where I don't think a congressperson or whatever would have gotten, you know, hurt or murked, you know, because again, a lot of people, a lot of situations happen, but then you got to look at the behavior of the people who came into the Capitol, right? Like some people came in there, bug, but you had people who were just there like, we're raiding the Capitol and they're walking through velvet ropes. Who the fuck raids stuff and they, they walking through velvet ropes? Orderly. <laughs> And in line, you know what I mean? Um, when you look at certain things that went down and um, occurred, like you had a bunch of people who were just there like, I'm quote unquote for the revolution, but they posting shit on like Twitter and Parlay and Instagram, etc. They posing. They ran around making sure they get the best shots. Those cats only took it so serious. They kind of wanted to stunt basically. Like, look at me and look at what I'm doing. And the folks who might have been a bit more serious about it, like, um, I know there was a um, brother who was a cop. Um, I think he ended up saving them Congress people. And the thing that jacked up is, I think the only reason that particular part occurred was the thing that always has existed in America in terms of the poison of racism. Those cats probably wanted to go and hurt that black dude. Mm-hmm. And him distracting those people at that time ended up saving a whole bunch of cats. But when you look at the pictures of the cops who were posing, I ain't seen no black cops posing with those folks. <laughs> you know what you saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
when you sit back and look at um all of this type of situation, I think there was a theater, but it wasn't so much of the people who went in there and did their thing. Like they, they, they were thinking like a bunch of those cats were thinking small scale. I think the theater that offended me was what happened afterwards. Right. When you had all these congressmen who were talking buck and talking all this shit, they all of a sudden want to try to be calm and unifying after the shit came to their door. In other words, America has had certain parts that have been a mess for a minute. We've had certain state houses, like especially with Michigan and all of them, had people come up there and protest and do whatever else. Some people armed, some people didn't. When it came to the Capitol and they asses were on the line and people had to put on gas masks, all of a sudden it wasn't fun when the rabbit had the gun, right? Because they thought they could control the rabbits. They thought everything was all good as long as they could sit on the podium and, you know, talk smack and get people hype and you know that could help them like raise funds for money or do whatever else long as they were safe it was cool but you had some of them mm. folks up there yelling and screaming about you know they're gonna hang the vice president they're gonna like force people to do abc or e in congress they had to put on gas masks and stuff and you know be out to like you know i guess the little hidden like um security areas or whatever all of a sudden after mm. all that happened like a few hours later when this, you know, stuff seemed to calm down, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to be, you know, unified and push against this and A, B, C, D, or E. Um, I think that's the theater that's insulting because I'm like, when, like, I'm not a fan of Trump at all. You know what I mean? I'm not a fan of his administration at all. But I'm like, it's very interesting that there was no pushback towards anything. And for some of these cats, there was no, um, oh, let's go through a, a um, official election the way we are supposed to until they asses were in danger. And I think that should be the thing because when the second that happened, Congress got in motion real quick. They didn't get in motion that fast for um, COVID. They didn't get in motion that we know they didn't get in motion that fast for the stimulus. There's millions of people who are still unemployed. There's a ton of stuff that's still happening. But the second they asses got in danger, all of a sudden, we want to make big grand speeches and look like, you know, everything's all good. And I'm talking about both sides of the aisle. I mean, of course, I think the GOP is way more prevalent in this, but we've got to remember there's folks on the other side who, you know, they talk pretty or whatever else, but they didn't really try to protect the citizenry. As long as they were good, everything was straight. And one of the things that we're seeing right now with some of this theater that's happening is because people don't want to have stuff fall apart because, you know, let's keep it 100. This is not a godly country. It's a secular nation. That's fine. But this is not a godly country. And one of the mm. things that people got scared of after all of this type of stuff went down and let's keep it 100. Coups don't really make a whole bunch of people money. Because <laughs> that makes things that are already in an unstable situation more unstable. What you have happening right now is a few people had a tax of conscience. I think a few did. But I think the majority, the second the Lords of Capital started talking, like them big banks and them other companies talking about if you supported this bullshit or weren't trying to, you know, have this electoral college thing go down, we're going to take away your ends. All of a sudden, some people are talking really nice. Mm. They're talking very nicely, you know what I mean? Because their livelihoods got messed with. They didn't care about the public. I think, honestly, if there was like a company who felt like they were going to be, um, what was the company that does the suits? Who used to roll for the Nazis? Um, was that Brooks Brothers? No, Hugo Boss. I'm sorry, yeah, Hugo who? Boss. Um, Hugo Boss used to make the um, suits for the um, Nazis back in the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if you had companies like that, or you know, back in the day, Ford or whatever, before World War II went down, they thought that the money wasn't going to be messed with. 
I don't think a certain thing would have happened a particular way it is right now. Like, Trump mm. is an evil dude, but Trump is going to be the easiest sacrifice I think these people are going to make to try to maintain their status quo. And I think that's what people had to be on the lookout for because we've got to remember the old normal led to this. I think sometimes when people look at, you know, who's um, not in the White House, that certain things going to make a 180. Um, not necessarily so. Like the best case scenario is that stuff gets back to quote unquote the old normal that wasn't great for a whole lot of us. And I think it's going to be a little harder to get to that, much less anything above and beyond. Like, with the coup, I'm not necessarily shook at the fact. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, of course I'm happy that it got smushed or whatever, because, you know, black folks have never functioned well under fascism. You know, we can say what we will about American politics, etc., but internationally, black folks and fascism don't mix. (laughs) You know? So, I look at shit in in that aspect. I know some people be like, this is white people shit. I'm just there like, unfortunately, we're kind of in that mix right now. We're in a post-colonialist era. You know, we gotta deal with that. Well, that's as far as myself is concerned, um, from at least the late 80s, late, late 80s to the 90s, I have all, well, I have had an idea in the early 90s. And um, and now, it, 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 as time has progressed, you know, I can see things a little different without necessarily having to necessarily study the political aspect or world control aspect as much as more or less I used to. But um, I think at the end of the day, for me, it has always been, I never had an optimism about who was in that White House. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have an optimism when Obama came in. Mm-hmm. Didn't have optimism about Clinton, you know. So, I mean, you know, so the lead-up of Jokers, who most of us would say were better than the current, you know, I had really no optimism <laughs> about that. So by the time Trump came in, it was just a part of, he represented another arm of financiers and um, people who we probably will never see on TV. He represents another string of those people we haven't necessarily seen, and 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 obviously he represents some people who we have seen. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess um, a mouthpiece, I guess, of the old old normal, as she was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, as an individual, you know, I don't necessarily feel ashamed that I said anything. Um, about homeboy that wasn't negative you know in other words you know i come from the standpoint where there's nobody who's going to be in the office is going to completely help black people so mm-hmm. so therefore it's probably going to come from a more economic slash economic and or spiritual avenue that black people are going to get you know at you know something substantial out of that you know of course it's going to be something political because uh, certain things have come down the pike that have felt black people orchestrated by black people uh, who were in government, you know, Adam Clayton Powell, of course, being one. Um, but, you know, you know, it, it, who is in the White House, you know, is more or less, you know, like I've said on this show before, you know, real, a person in the White House to me always represented, represented kind of like a baby and a baby in a baby carriage, you know, in a, in a, you know, the cat, what the president is, 
the president, you know, has his seat, you know, and the baby has his seat, and the baby carriage. And the baby carriage doesn't push itself around. It's not motorized. That means it's pushed by bigger people. Bigger people, bigger, you know, a lot of times we normally think of bigger people, we think of finance, but bigger in the sense of world control, world manipulation, and, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, things of that nature. And um, so, you know, uh, you know, in other words, I'm not only, I, only to me, politics, like I said before, is more or less the local politics, mm. you know, because, it, 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 you know, it's more of the hope that things go good, you know, because there's so many people on the take, there's so many people getting paid. You know, to look a certain way, look or not, and not look a certain way. Then it's on the top of people not necessarily want to look bad in a certain way, or take a chance, or even be, you know, bold about it. So you know, it's a mix of emotions. That it's like, you know, as a black man in America, or as a black man on planet Earth, in this dispensation, this point in human history, you know, I'm like, you know, if 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 I don't have God. If I don't recognize God at my core, and that everything at everything about me, you know, nothing human beings really did do amongst themselves. You know, we can have can have sex, but it's up to the most high whether there is a child or not. You know, you know, you don't. Nobody does anything in there in within themselves to bring this about. That's just something that comes about. So I mean, you know, what else? The life force. You know, you know, what else? Can you, I mean, you know, everything is up and down, you know, you know, ebbs and flows. I mean, you know, of course, politics is like that. So, you know, Republican, Democrat, you know, this and that, you know, to me, after a while, especially after learning certain things that, you know, I mean, most of these people are being, you know, most all governments are manipulated or, or from the very beginning by people who had money because when America was first established, it was mostly rich families that came, mm-hmm. you know, and some of these rich families that came, are, you know, uh, have offspring that are still around today. So, you know, and, you know, and that's not to mention the ones that are overseas or the people, the new people who have gotten money since then, or, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and, you know, different secret societies, different, you know, a lot of these people marry amongst themselves. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about the world outside, you know, or, or you know, outside of presidency. And also the presidency don't have the highest security code clearance. That should tell motherfucker something right there. That means that the president can't even get information about extraterrestrials. Well, he don't have a higher security clearance to get that information. That means there's somebody else. And not only that, just information that, that has a certain security clearance. So that means that there's certain information. If, if the president has a higher security clearance, that means that there's, he, don't run the, he don't run the show. He's like I said, a baby in a baby carriage being pushed around by bigger people who have higher security clearances and, won't, and, and, and don't necessarily want you to know about, you know, mankind being possibly linked up, you know, to do evil things you know, amongst themselves or with people who are not human. So, you know, it, 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 I don't believe, I think people should have more optimism in themselves, God, and their family, you know, and have a, you know, like I said, more of a, a local political thing going on 
and you know, I, I mean, that's just that's just me. I just you know, I, 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 there's a lot of show, a lot of show smoke and mirrors going on, and you know, and, and, and COVID is, is is the latest consequence or outgrowth of that. Uh, I mean, I definitely think the thing is like when people look at this type of thing, like I think a lot of the theater is, I think it's always been very prevalent. I think during the Trump era, right up to the coup, it's been extremely prevalent, right? Like the stuff that makes people move their ass is usually them feeling that they're going to be in physical or financial danger who are in certain places and positions of power, you know? And when this stuff went down, they felt the physical, because again, people have been, you know, especially over the past year, right? Like stuff has been happening always, all, all through my life, right? And probably beyond all my physical life. But when you look at all of this type of stuff, people in power usually don't expect people to come up to their door. Much less, you know, threaten violence or whatever else. They might be there like, oh, they're yelling behind the fence or they're doing whatever else. Big fucking deal, right? And we already know in this country there are definitely you know, jacked up racial and um, other socioeconomic hierarchies that go down here. A bunch of these rich white folks, let's keep it 100, didn't expect a bunch of poor white folks to roll up on them and start talking shit (laughs) and threatening violence, okay? And when we get right down to certain things, whether you you know you're, you know, pro or anti-capitalism or whatever, when you do stuff that starts fucking with people's money, (laughs) there's a problem, you know? And for these cats who are used to being way more comfortable than the average, you know, you and me, like, you know, let's keep it real. The vast majority of people in this country don't make six figures. A bunch of people in this country barely make mid five figures. And that's a whole other conversation for another day, you know, in terms of like people getting compensated properly for work or whatever. You add in that mix, not just unemployment, not just COVID, but imbalances that have existed for a very long time and frustrations, people react to frustrations in different ways. If you want to keep it very, very real, like some of these folks have lost their damn minds in this past year in the age of COVID because of not just years of those particular pressures that have happened, but the fact that certain stuff has changed where people had the illusion that certain things were going to make them successful. Like the entire American exceptionalism thing doesn't just affect black people, POC, um, LGBTQ folks, etc. It affects white men and white women. And a lot of those folks don't want to admit that. Because even if you have a security blanket that's full of moms, you use that security blanket, right? Like if I pull myself up by my bootstraps and I tell these other folks who ain't like me, you know, fuck you or whatever, I can succeed. And everything's going to work out just fine. Like that that's honestly the, you know, the the core of mostly American exceptionalism and like American selfishness and individualism. Like the quote unquote rugged individualism thing. COVID for some people, and that might have been the first time in their life, that shit wiped them on their ass. Right? On top of the fact of the type of individual who's usually worshipped in this country is a rich um white individual. Usually a rich white man. And For these past years, that's been Trump. Because let's face it, he's been able to get away with a lot of stuff throughout his life. He's older than my mama. He's been able to get away with a lot of stuff. Okay? And you have all this anger plus misplaced pride. You only have one or two directions to go into. You either have the direction of, wow, I got to let all this type of stuff go and change because even though that might be different, this ain't working. Or you're holding on even tighter to the thing that might be hurting you. 
And what we saw with the coup was a lot of people holding on to think that that's hurting them because it almost hurts too much to admit that you're wrong. You know, I believe that Trump and the GOP have, you know, genuine believers and all of that. Um, they've existed and they probably always will, but you have a lot of folks who are pushing back because they don't want to admit they fucked up. It's hard as a human being to admit that you fucked up, right? Like we all go through it. We all have our sense of pride or whatever else. But when you do a big screw up, you only have one or two options, especially if you're an adult. You know what I mean? We're not talking about teenage years or even maybe like early 20s. You had a bunch of whole ass adults go up in there and essentially pitch a bitch fit because of, you know, what they've been dealing with is wrong and it came in their face, right? Like... The election was a small part of it because, again, if you want to keep very honest, um, <laughs> Trump and them other folks did everything possible to cheat and still got their ass beat. You know what I mean? And um, you have a lot of people who, and we've seen this happen throughout multiple cycles, throughout multiple leaderships, not just presidents and so forth, all over the world, myths, etc., that when a false god goes down, you have a bit of the populace that is able to move on. You have a bit of the populace that don't know what the fuck to do with themselves. And that's what we're going through now. And while this particular insurgency um, has been pushed back on for now, and um, I think the universe has set it up that certain way, I just really hope that people don't get comfortable, you know, because um, it, it, after after old boy goes, somebody else is going to try to fill that them shoes. And um, honestly, um, not just him, because I don't believe he's no big genius. I think he has charisma or enough, but he's not no big genius. Um, there's going to be a more competent team that's going to push the nonsense. No, and, definitely. And, definitely. That's, and that's, that's the big thing to be think... concerned about. Because, I mean, if we got to keep it very, very real, he has truly been, I would say, like, I think most people have a, a figureheadish thing besides, you know, in terms of the balance of power. But some people exercise it more than others and flex it more than others. We got to remember that Trump wouldn't have never gotten as far as he did if certain people didn't back him up on the Lords of Capital in and also the government ends. And only because I think a bunch of those cats were selfish and unfocused, shit didn't go a thousand times worse than it already is. And it's not great now. The next round of people, people got to be on their toes. We can't be there like, you know, and I, I mean, I certainly hope that Biden and them get in there and they, you know, reverse a whole bunch of the nonsense, but you can't get comfortable. That's my worry because somebody who's smarter, maybe younger, maybe older, they're taking notes. They're taking notes no and they're and they're learning because like in all honesty, we can either have this type of thing just be like a bad blip in the system or this shit can become reconstruction part two. And we're still dealing with the after effects of the bullshit of reconstruction. And I hope a lot of people realize that. No doubt, no doubt. Um, um like with most things I think um in propaganda and I guess in um in government, there's always going to be something that, in other words, no human being is a hundred percent bad, you know, because mm-hmm. I had was on here and I had made mention of the fact that I agreed with the fact that, um, he had pointed out the fact of certain people being killed, you know, um, or, um, I think it was related to, I think blacks or well, not necessarily blacks, but you know, Some related to certain blacks being, not blacks, but people being killed, Americans being killed, you know, related to things by the border. And um, 
something related to that, you know what I'm saying, that um, – or certain families that who had had, you know, who, who he had tried to get – make some type of redress for certain families who had gone for that. Now, we can't really be mad at him for doing that, you know. You know, I mean, you know, we there's some grandiose things maybe, but, you know, you know, I, you know, America has always been a place for, where people could come to be able to, you know, to, to do certain things and to, you know, to make a better life. I mean, I think everybody understands that. You know, I think, and also, you know, um, so I, you know, I, I could understand why there, you know, and also this, the last 10 years, there's been a uptick of women being killed in Mexico. And it's interesting in mainstream media and in the states, they don't really, they, that's not really talked about. Me and Fusion have talked about that. And, um, so people wanting to leave that area, I, it, 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 you know, you know, the more I learned, the more I had more understanding, you know what I'm saying? So I could definitely understand that. You know what I'm saying? It's just in most cases and, you know, just like in situations that I've seen, it's just individuals have concerns about, well, how will black people be affected by that? You know, because a lot of times black people won't necessarily say, particularly black people who live maybe uh, back east, you know, where it's taken as like, well, I'm not opposed to that, but at the same time, you know, I know certain black people are affected in the sense of, of um, jobs. You know what I'm saying? Now, certain black people are not affected by some black people don't even care, but, you know, that's a reality. So I think that's, you know, an aspect that I think could have drawn people in, you know what I'm saying, to what some of the things that Trump was saying because certain people had concerns about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um uh, just just from what I've known and my personal experience is that, you know, a lot of cases, it'll just be, it'll be the males and the females that get along. In other words, I mean, you know, in other words, the females from another group with males from another group. That's normally a lot of times how it goes down. It's not really like a whole scale acceptance. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think in some ways, you know, he he tapped into that, you know, you know, in the sense of like, you know, people's concerns about, you know, just, you know, like, well, you know. And he didn't get into the aspect of, I think, you know, you know, it, you know, some of the incentives that were given to Hispanics weren't necessarily given to certain African or black Caribbeans, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, um, you know, driver's license, just things that people especially get in the DMV area. You know, I don't remember those type of things being in, in the same way towards, you know, you know, uh, at least the ones, the ones that people I knew, black skinners that I knew. So, you know, I was just wondering about, well, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, you know, but you know that's my my that was mine that wasn't something obviously that you know homeboy was talking about but like i said in the beginning that you know um i didn't vote for trump you know i grew up with trump in the sense of me i me coming up in the new jersey new york area i had heard about trump as a child 
and and I guess in the things he was doing, and um, you know, and you know, see the thing is with the with the Central Park jogger and Trump, you know, putting them people down, putting the, the, the cats down who didn't do it. You know, I just, you know, I especially understood after like the early '90s, after I had understood certain things, different why he would have made that comment. He was in bed with them. You know, Goldman Sachs, Goldman, the 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 Central Park jogger worked for Goldman Sachs. That was, you know, a major banking house, particularly at that time, and in New York. So, I mean, I knew, and I'm like, he was a player in New York. So it's like, you know, one plus one equals two. You know, he, you know, he that's somebody he's making money with or funneling money through. So obviously he was going to say that that's what most people do when they're making money with people, you know, and he probably hammed it on uh, or um, said a lot more because in the sense of he probably needed or owed them. So, you know, that was just more or less of that in the sense of people speaking <coughs> blindly about certain issues or whatever, whatever. But, you know, I, I, you know, I'm glad that I learned the stuff I learned in the late, in the early nineties. And um, makes me want to get into some of it again, you know, um, in some ways to, to give me some kind of clarity and to understand that, um, you know, I'm not saying for people not to vote, but I just don't, I just see politicians like, you know, to me, when these people rolled up in there, they didn't roll up on rich white people. People in government ain't rich white folks. They are paid for by rich. There might be a couple of them that got some money. But they ain't really technically rich white folks or the rich white folks that, you know, white people are very layered. You know, there's a layer of rich white folks that we will never see on TV. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then there's maybe ones that people hear hear about, you know, all all there's ones that live because, you know, DMV has some of the, um, uh, um, uh, 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 DMV has some of the more richer white people in America. So if I'm correct, DMV, like the, uh, Boston area, certain parts of the West Coast, and um, certain parts of the Midwest, of course. You know, there's some of the, you know, so, but the DMV, you know, so, but then there's there's layers of people we don't, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, my more concern is about, you know, you know, uh, everybody being treated fairly, you know what I'm saying? Black people not being necessarily having to be second to anyone, you know, based upon the history that African, you know, black people in America shouldn't have to be second to anyone, you know, with the exception of, with the exception of Native Americans, with the exception Mm -hmm. of Native Americans, you know, the further you go back into their history, they're black people. So, you know, they're just an offspring of people who had got mixed over the last a thousand years. 2000 years. So, you know, and but they were black folks. So with the exception of Native Americans, you know, and then everybody else after that, you know, mm. and um, that shouldn't be that should be understood, you know, as far as I'm concerned for anybody on this planet. You know, what I'm saying I'm not saying, you know, not whatever, whatever, but nah, you know, and of course, of course, there's certain African-Americans who who are obvious or black people who are not necessarily doing what they should be doing. And, you know, and that, you know, because we definitely not taking care of our families the way we should be. And we definitely do. There's, there's, we indulge in too much criminal enterprise, you know, and those things are those 
those mentalities are not the remedies of 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 a, of a, of a thriving or standing long lasting civilization. Well, they're not. Well, I'm I'm gonna definitely look at some of this type of stuff like this. Like you brought up an interesting factor in terms of um, you know, the rich folks and the rich rich folks, right? Like mm-hmm. when I bring up the entire like Lord to Capital thing with people, I'm talking about those folks. Because, like, in a weird way, the Congress people and, you know, even certain folks and other certain levels of government, they're, like, the reachable rich people that we think about. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, people who might be movie stars the or whatever. Symbol of them. It, exactly. The symbol of them. And then, like, um, with government, right? Because to me, like, I'll just be very short for people who aren't used to um, listening to us or whatever. Like, I think us living is political. You know what I'm saying? Whether we ascribe ourselves with different labels or not, being black in America and living, you had to deal with politics, whether you fucking like it or not, on, on a certain level in different ways. That being said, like we look at the Congress people and you know president, vice president, etc. But who funds those guys? Those are the folks one had to look at deeply because when we look at certain things with this again, the people who control those people are like something's being messed with a little too bad. And we can't deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, matter of fact, God, what's that dude in the Las Vegas who just died? Um, like Addison um, Silver or whatever. Like he's a, a dude who funds a whole lot of like um, Republican people or whatever. And he asked okay. for ages. That dude died um, relatively recently. Pardon me if I'm saying his name wrong. I just noticed that new story today. Like those people, you got to look at like those or like um, the Mercers. Or other people like that who um funded, you know, this latest round of um GOP people like um the um Koch brothers and other folks like that, right? And there's people mm-hmm. on you know, both sides of the you know, the major political parties who do that, but those are just some of the main examples of people who I can think of in terms of if you aren't like necessarily a political junkie or like a high reader, like I read like a whole lot, you're not necessarily hearing those names or seeing those names if you're not reading certain things. And you gotta be here like, well, who the hell are these people? It's just that like, if these cats are supposed to be um, like, you know, I guess low-tail millionaire to like high six-figure people, the folks who have those money labels beyond that are a certain way. Like, you know, everybody's not gonna necessarily be like um, homeboy who's Amazon or whatever. But a lot of those people who are pulling the strings of other rich people, like, it, it gets really deeper into a whole bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? And when we look at stuff like that, like, we can look at these other individuals and be like they're corrupt or corrupted. And it's very true, but who's corrupting the corruptors? You know what I'm saying? Like who's trying to make sure a certain status quo stays a certain status quo. It's usually not the regular people on the ground. The regular people on the ground may reinforce certain things, but certain cats don't want you to get to a certain, you know, point or a certain level. Like if we had to rebring up the stimulus situation, it's like, if you look at somebody's face, like, why are you so goddamn mad about somebody getting a little bit of extra money to get by? Like, stuff for them that would be pocket change, that would be like 25 cents to them. Like, why are you so fucking mad about somebody, like, you know, getting a G or two to survive? Or be a little better off, or or to pay something off or whatever else? Because that makes you think about the entire system. You know what I mean? Um, for some folks, they weren't really thinking about how their system functioned until Corona happened and they lost jobs or they people got sick. And, you know, they're looking at the folks before, Hey, we're talking about, we've been telling you that this shit is some bullshit. They started, more people started taking that seriously. Like black America has always been that conscious of America. As far as I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. we're like, yo, this system is fucked up. 
you ain't getting paid a certain way. We're being treated really weird. They're trying to divide us. And most of the time people tell us to shut the fuck up, right? Or you're exaggerating. Or, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Or or this thing was a particular exception. It's like, we told you law enforcement's fucked up. We told you the government is fucked up. Not saying that there aren't good people in these places. But we got to look at things on a systemic level. Black America has always been that conscious trying to tell people that systemically this shit ain't it. And some people are just realizing that for the very first time. They only want people to realize that so much. Like when people start seeing these health disparities, because of course black America has always dealt with health disparities to the public health. But But you know what I mean? But when COVID went down, all of a sudden you had people dealing with what we've been dealt with for a long time. And some people don't know how to deal with that. So they had to find a different way to rebel. You know what I'm saying? Like to rebel against the government seemed to be a big thing, but to, you know, storm target not wearing a mask is the shit that people think they can control right or whatever mm. partially because they might not necessarily know what to aim at which is a which is a lot of people and we i think most of us have been there sometime in our lives right but because they don't want to admit that everything they believed in ain't right this rich white dude told you that not to worry about it but you're not supposed to remember that they're a rich white dude and they got access to certain stuff that you don't you know what i mean and if your concept of freedom is so limited that you just think being free is being an asshole to somebody else, you don't know how to do something collectively. It might not want to know how to do something collectively that doesn't help just out yourself, but helps out other people. Even if it's just the concept of feeling better about yourself. You know, I mean, COVID is just a thing where it's like you only have so much control over that. But something like a system that has not really been trying to help you out or they try to limit your health, Attacking that wasn't a particular thing. It's easier to be there like, I'm going to just follow this dude, man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being there like, I don't only have my own mind, but I care about other people. Like, the bugged out thing about all this situation to me isn't the fact that people are mad at the government. I mean, there's plenty of reason to be mad at the government. It's the fact that after all this time and the age of information and everything else that we have... In the age where we got so many specific things we can go for, the biggest thing you chose was to put yourself behind not just a person, but a person who has been loud about not giving a fuck about nobody, including their own kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or their own team. Because when I look at the coup situation, or like, you know, it is a coup. Let's not talk about insurrection and all these other PR shenanigans. Shit was a, was a bootleg coup. If it happened in Latin America or Africa, you would call it a coup. <laughs> or Asia, right? Um, what bugs me out... Hmm. Yeah. You know, what was the most bugged out thing about all this is not the, the anger or madness, whether you call it legit or illegitimate, but the fact that nobody really went behind the cause. It was just this person. Because we can say all these other things about these other countries, but usually those people would have had a little more behind them than that. This was really just, it, you know, it, it was almost like, I don't know if you ever heard the term of LARPing, but essentially it's like, like LARPing is like live action role play. Mm. It was essentially a bootleg LARP for revolution, right? Because if you want a revolution, you would have done more, just, more shit than you did. You wouldn't have been going back to the hotels in D.C., and popping mm. shit on social media. You know what I mean? 
and doing other stuff. I mean, it's a big range of people. Cause I know people like talking about like, you know, the Hicks and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as we've seen on the news, there's been all kinds of folks who did it, including people who, you know, used to be in the Olympics, including folks who are literally politicians and they own states. Folks who own businesses on multiple level, you know, regular yokels and all that. Like, yes, you had the alt-right people, the, the quote-unquote alt-right people and racists, et cetera, et cetera. But you had a lot of people who were literally just doing it like, um, they were the opposite of what I saw at the Women's March, right? Where people were just there like, ooh, this is, like, they almost treated like the shit like it was fun. Like, I went on a march, I took some pics, it was fun. It wasn't like, you know, yo, your life and other people's lives are really on the line, you know? And, um... Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, like that, 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 that shit kind of blows me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was one thing that I had forgot about, that um, that Dang, under man. that banner, there's there are groups who are not racist, and there are groups who are kind of more or less questioning the government on certain levels. Because I remember hearing, hearing some cats say something um, on the Internet, um, People I know who are, who are who I don't personally know, but I know of us being researchers, and and um, and you know, and certain people who are similar to stuff that I say. Uh, most of those people weren't black, but I just knew of some of them who were white, who I noticed who had made mention of certain things, and and it seemed like I said, okay, then okay, so there's an idea that you know that through that there was going to be a positive change in a sense, but you know, right. And, and in most, but however, in most situations, there's always going to be the good and the bad, you know, and, um, the bad aspect as far as for, you know, for I, as a black man would have been them having, you know, you know, animosity towards, you know, you know, any racial group, really particularly black folk. And, you know, Normally, and also, a lot of times when that comes, and historically we see that that you know that changes the dynamic of a lot of times male and female relationships. There's you know, you know, um, you know, in in the climate of racism, we are also dealing with more division between male and female. And I think, and more animosity and anger. And I think, you know, I don't want to blame racism completely for that, but racism definitely and truly had a hand in it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so that's the aspect of, 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 I guess that movement. If they're pushing that, you know, because ultimately they're pushing, you know if they're pushing racism towards, you know, people of color, particularly black people, they're essentially pushing against, you know, you know, male and female, not and individually and them being together. And, but I mean, and it's bigger than that also, because, you know, I, I'm of a school that, you know, racism at its heart wants, you know, us to be, you know, I guess the automaton human robot, that you know has no more emotion and that you know is only and in a lot of ways there's some black people who like that you know i think for me COVID has revealed 
who who believes in God and who don't. Hmm. In some ways, for me, it because I'm not going to be scared about it. Hmm. You know, I'm not going to be especially since I know a little, a little, I know a teaspoon about nutrition. You know, I and that that that's enough for me to be like, oh. And then you know, it, it just it 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 it. it, it I think something is going on that we are not sure about, you know, people can believe what they want to believe, you know, but I think there's some, I as a black man, knowing what has happened, like they, like in the book, Medical Apartheid mentions, and even before I even read that book, I had known about some of the manipulation that takes place for and towards black bodies or human bodies in general, you know, um, you know, um, you know, there were, you know, in the Nazi concentration camps, that was a large swell of people that they could, you know, um, test on, you know, and in a sense, we're dealing with that now, oh. you know, in the sense of these different groups bidding and therefore getting paid to be able to give people vaccines and half of the people are not even going to need them. There's some people that don't even, some people who are working and some people don't are in situations where they don't, I was talking with a joker the other day. And um, it's funny how when you talk with people and their voices change and they get authoritative about things that they see on TV. He said, well, I'm not doing doing hypotheticals, you know, and that's not even brothers, brothers, I'm not doing hypotheticals. You know, you know, they said this and that. They said this, 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 this. I'm like, well, but, brother, that's what they told you. How do you know they not lying? He said, oh. You know, hold on. It, it, it was just, it was, it was funny because I had saw the brother later, and I was like, all right, man. He was like, hmm. he just normally say, all right, bro, and then was like, hmm. he was like, yeah. I said, I said, I'm like, what, bro? You can believe what you want to believe, bro. You can believe that. That's just not what I believe. That's excuse me. That's not what I know, you know. And you know, if if, if, if you know, if you want to go ahead and go through with all that, that's that's what you want to do, you know. But you know, I just I I I thought it was comical that you know that at the end of the day that this thing was really going to really mind fuck mostly just the people because there's going to be people who are going to be scared even when they get vaccines. People are going to be are, are, are just just disjointed from just the way they should be and the way they were. That it's going to be a while before it gets back to the way it was. It's going to be a while. I think it's going to be years. No, I think the interesting thing that you brought up is how you just like see what people believe in and don't believe in. Um, mm. When you brought up that particular concept, and I think that honestly. Um, whether you um, believe in spirituality or no is a very strong thing I agree with in terms of that concept. Like, I look at this past year right up to um this coup situation in terms of how how selfish pe- some people can be and how non-selfish they can be, right? Because if you look at the core of um everything, like, like COVID, I just bring that up because that was the example that you brought up. I'm like, if you had the situation where you had people just there, like, because if we want to look at the very beginning of all this, what were you asked to do? 
before a vaccine. Put a mask on when you go out and into crowds, right? Like a little facial mask. And wash your hands. That was what you were asked to do. Like, you know, don't get into too many big groups, but if you do, you know, please do these things to be around people who, you know, might be older, immunocompromised or whatever. Try to be a little more on point. Clean up a little bit. You see how many people lost their shit when that just happened? They lost their shit because it wasn't just about them. Because even if you don't believe that COVID is on a certain level, if wearing a face mask going to CVS makes somebody else feel better, what is the harm in that? Because you're not wearing it when all the time. Most gigs aren't wearing it all the time. Like I know that um, some jobs have it more than others. Like um, you know, I know my like my little cousin, for example, he works for an Amazon warehouse, right, or whatever. And um, with that, you know, they 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 go through the full nine masks. You know, they get the temperature checks every day, all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that stuff they got on their particular shit. I know folks who are essential workers in different places. Whether you're talking about, you know, medical, grocery, etc., they got to wear day joints. You know what I mean? And you know, maybe gloves or whatever else. But at a certain period, you don't got to wear that joint no more. And that's you know, that's it. Most people aren't dealing with that. Most folks might be dipping the McDonald's. Might run in there real quick, grab their shit, and be out. You know what I mean? Or, you know, run to the, you know, whatever your grocery store is of choice or whatever, do that, and be out. And you look at where this country is right now and some of the other places where they had that shit a little more on lock, whether it was, you know, via personal responsibility, community responsibility, and or government or both, and see where some of these places are at. Like, you know... China had this whole other shit going on. You know what I mean? But you got certain places where those cats besides the mask are functioning like regular normal joints. They having music festivals and shit. They cooling. And, you know, I don't think you can have have indoor dining in D.C. yet. I know in Maryland, it's severely reduced. You know what I mean? Because a bunch of motherfuckers, if you want to be really real about it, a bunch of cats chose not to do those things. But at the same time, because and you know, some people are like, because of government, whatever, whatever. I'm like, you're going to trust the same government in terms of shooting up with a vaccine. That's wild new. Like, you wouldn't rather not do those other little things, but you're going to trust the government that you yell and scream about that is terrible to jab you with two, two doses of a vaccine. Because you just couldn't stand the concept of doing something for somebody that wasn't you. You know what I mean? And that's just why, because we got to keep it really real. If there was a communal basis in terms of certain things from the government on down, if the government cared about community, they would at least try to do what Canada's doing. Like I know people who just became, you know, dual citizens of Canada. They got two G jacks like the regular Canadian citizens have per month to try to stay their ass at home if they can. And to get by and pay their bills or whatever. And I'm not saying that two G's is like the biggest, most wonderful amount, especially if you got like, you know, bigger families or whatever, but that's better than, you know, people having to fight for, you know, damn near a year and a half for like a funky $1,800 in comparison one time, <laughs> you know what I mean? But people didn't think about protesting about that because that meant they would have to care about other people besides them. People, you know, weren't thinking about if I do A, B, C, D, or E, we can all, you know, Remember at the beginning of, you know, 2020, folks were like, if we do this shit for three months, we'd be able to go back to a, a semi-version of normal? Mm. 
but you saw all these yeah. folks protesting. You know what I'm saying? You saw all these folks protesting that they protested. Think about, think about it, yo. They protested washing their hands <laughs> and putting on a mask to go to the store because freedom, right? <laughs> but this other stuff is is fine. But that's because they had to think of other people. So when you look at certain stuff that's happened, like. It just tells you how much people want to think about others, including their own families, because, you know, at this juncture, we've already heard enough stories about people being there, like, I ain't gonna do A, B, C, D, or E, and, you know, whether you want to believe it's COVID, the universe, or both, they got sick, they fam got sick, people they care about got sick, some folks died, you know, but still, in some people's head, it's that they're like, nah, I ain't gonna do whatever, 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 it's like, but what's the point of that, you know what I mean? And with this, you know, government situation, again, the government's jacked up, but it's like, you were able, well, let me put it like this. You were able to get into a place that hasn't really been fucked with like that since the war of 1812. And what was your goal? It wasn't for other people, you know, to come up and rise or do whatever else politically. It was because you felt that a dude who lost should have won by the rules that your yeah. people set up. You know what I mean? Um, I just think that if you already haven't had your mind in a certain place right now, and if it's not already on a better path now, and I hate to say it because like, I'm a person who always believes in hope, you know, I'm more, I'm more of an optimist than whatever else. I'm not a utopian person anymore, but I'm still a bit of an optimist. But I think after all this stuff that's occurred, you know, if you look at somebody across your table and you've been around them for a minute and they still acting fucked up, you might have to, you know, start cutting off some ties. Because a lot of stuff is very blatant right now. Like some stuff, for some people, has been, has been more blatant than others. But when you look at certain things, like if you look at the um, coup attempt here, and you saw that people were trying to, you know, damn near lynch that black cop, but you had white cops posing with the people who were coming through, but you still want to deny that racial shit is a thing. I don't think it can be helped. You know? Um, I think that if you are more mad at people protesting police brutality not just on black folks latinos etc but including on some white people because we've had these stories where white people have been had to shit beat out of them by a cop they ain't do shit or shot or killed and you're looking at you're still trying to protect a system that protects you know murderers behind a badge you might not be able to be helped (laughs) you know um if you like yelling support to troops until the troops aren't about the bullshit you're about maybe you got to look at something else. You know what I mean? Or if you're like mad at the troops for asking for stuff, like, you know, they want to have more help from the VA or whatever. And you're trying to call them greedy, you know. You don't want your kids to be dumb, but, you know, you don't want teachers to be protected to teach them back in, in the school buildings, you know, or get paid a certain way. Like, you're seeing certain stuff where I'm like, people the people like always in that Maya Angelou quote in terms of, you know, if somebody shows, you know, you, who they are, believe them. We're very loudly in that era. And if you have a social media feed, you already seen that some people are just naturally assholes. Some folks do it as an act, but a lot of people, that's just who they are. And you got to make some very, very loud, and very, very strong decisions, not just for your sanity, but for the sanity and protection of those who are your loved ones and cared ones. You know, all human beings are a work in progress if you choose to be. A lot of people aren't choosing to be it. You just kind of really look at that right now and make some very strong decisions. 
And when we talk about this type of stuff, um, if you haven't listened to our show before, nobody here is pro um, Democrat. Nobody here is pro GOP. Our political viewpoints and spiritual viewpoints are way beyond those labels. You know what I mean? Right. But right. what you got to look at in terms of... I'm at the same, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm, 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 I feel just briefly that, you know, regardless of who says whatever, 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 I'm going to give, give be fair with the person. You know what I'm saying? Because in the beginning, many people were being, saying stuff about Trump, and I was like, well, you know, besides the oh, fact geez. I know about him coming up as a kid, you know, I'm like, I'm going to give homeboy a chance. You know, and also he had a lot of people. He had he had people uh, in the infrastructure who were against him. He had people in the CIA. He had people in the FBI. Just people in certain organizations who had traditionally had a problem with certain black progressive people. I'm like, okay, so how he got a problem with them, but them had a problem with black progressive people. So certain parallels I thought that existed with Homeboy that I thought were interesting. I was like, well, you know that certain things just can't be ignored, you know what I'm saying, in that regard. So, you know, I'm just a person that's going to at least, you know, I've always been that way. It didn't matter if the group said whatever. I was going to I was going to get an eye view for myself and then take it from there because people mm-hmm. will lead you astray. That's political people, and that's also gangs, mm-hmm. you know lead you straight into a, a sort of place you shouldn't go to where when you become adults, you put foolishness aside. No doubt. I mean, in the day, people are about those who have common sense. You know what I mean? I will give credit where credit is due, you know, and sometimes it's not going to be under the people who might, I might necessarily label a certain way or view a certain way until a certain action happens. That being said, we're seeing a lot of various actions that have gone down and have happened and there's either a thing about facing the reality that we're currently living on this rock or ignoring it you know when we have certain stuff like right now we're seeing a lot of spin you know post this coup we're barely a week past it you know what i mean which is which is kind of wild which is they're like oh yeah um so mid last week shit was kind of wild right we're, we're, in, we're, we're in that world right now <laughs> it is what it is but um if you quote unquote believe in democracy um you should have been cool with what went down you know what I mean? Not because, again, I think the government is wonderful and everybody's all hunky-dory and, you know, these are my people. But because that shit was out of control and it wasn't going to make it any better for anybody who was here, except literally maybe some of the certain lords of capital. Even those motherfuckers were against it, you know? So, I you know, like, like I said, I, I think it, 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 it was bad what happened, but I knew that it was it was fear. It was, it was orchestrated by by certain people who are on the inside. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that... And when I mean orchestrated inside, that means that the security people on the ground, and that means the majority of them did not know what was going down. No that doubt. was some other players. There might have been a couple of people on the ground with security, but the vast majority, like that cat who was leading people, leading the crowd astray from the Senate Hall, he obviously was a person that wasn't... He wasn't... Who was, who was, who was not... Who was not... Um, they didn't give him any information about it. It looked like no he doubt. was generally trying to handle that and whatever, whatever. But it was, it, 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 it obviously was wrong. But it just was like you know, um, it, it, in 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 a, in a sense, it, it 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 could be one of the things. Well, if it's allowed to happen, you know, we allow certain things to happen so other things can happen. You know, so you know, um, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, nobody on the surface of this is going to definitely agree. But, you know, in the, way, in the sense, it was good to see in the sense of what they allow certain people to do, what they allow other people to do. What was the extent mm-hmm. of, of of that anger where people would go up in there to feel the need to do what they did? Um, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that there were people who will sell. So that meant that the security that sold that, that, that allowed it to happen saw those people almost every other day, mm-hmm. looked them in the face. Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Spoke to them. And knowing that they was going to sell them out, you know. And and that was a point I was going to actually pivot into, right? Because um, if you look at the visuals of these things, like, you know, you had to feel, I mean, you had people who generally were like, what the fuck is going on? And they just try to do their best to do their jobs, right? Because mm-hmm. I think as of this broadcast time, I think they said about like 50 um, cops were injured. I know there's five uh-huh. dead people, including um one um. Capitol Police person who got attacked and um, killed. I, I think they just showed the picture to do who they think did it um, recently online. And um, I think another um, Capitol Police officer ended up committing suicide afterwards or um, whatever. Um, when you see these particular things, like, you know, I'll be like stuff is an inside job, but everybody on the inside wasn't about it. And that's why I said when certain yeah. stuff wasn't organized a particular way, that's the main thing that saves certain stuff from going down. Because I remember seeing this joint like a day or two ago where um, Maryland's governor, um, Larry Hogan, and I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of him, but I will give him props where props is due when he's done certain stuff like with the COVID or whatever else over here. Um, when, you know, I saw this thing on the news where homeboy was talking um, to the newscaster and he was just there like, yeah, you know, we're seeing the news. We're like, you know, what the hell's going on? We need to try to get National Guard, et cetera, over there. They said certain people were not picking up those calls. And that's been reported on different levels from both Virginia and Maryland. Because, like I said, D.C. had this kind of its own, like, weird situation going on because it's not a, a state. So you had somebody at a certain level who was who was trying to, you know, see how far it could go. And you had other people who were just there like, nah, be like, this is super weird, including, you know, those folks on the ground or whatever, whether they were, you know, Capitol Police or, you know, um, D.C. cops or other people. You know what I mean? And, you know, you had some folks that had to push it to a certain point so things wouldn't get to a particular way. And I think about a very interesting aspect in terms of the Capitol Police situation. Because like you said, you know there are people who they work with each other every single And I think that's most jobs, right? You got some folks you work with every single day, but you don't see how things go until shit hits the fan. Or until yeah. a certain topic comes up. Or um, whatever else. You know, you had some Capitol Police cats who saw, they, who saw who they were working with for the first time. Where, you know, you used to have that thing. It was like, you know, that, that all for one, all for one thing that I think, you know, some of us get when we get into a group, you really realize who ain't about that. Mm-hmm. They had um the extreme version of that. Some of those cats I'm sure in that government building were just probably just there like, you know, yo, I thought we were at least, you know, even on the theater. And I thought some of these cats were like, oh, I know we were all about the theater until shit got real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you're learning a lot about folks man and um i think sometimes like people i think forgiveness is good but forgiveness is good when people earn forgiveness and um this country has a lot of stuff it needs to earn forgiveness for from multiple groups of people and that's before things get too late because you know as malcolm x says you know talk about when the chickens come to roost or whatever some of those cats didn't expect the chickens to come to roost on them and I think if folks don't learn that lesson, um, 
that's going to get, you know, worse. Like some of those folks didn't expect those chickens to have rabies to start picking at their ass. They expected, you know, to be able to control stuff and, and move stuff back and forth. You know, they thought they were controlling certain chess pieces and they really weren't. Including Trump. Trump is a chess piece. Yeah. Some people played them to get certain stuff that they wanted. You know what I mean? And they got to a certain point, but then, you know, instead of maybe being a bishop, you know, he might have just got a little too buck thinking he was a king. And now certain things are happening, you know? And um, personally for me, I think any, I think everybody should get it. I think people who, if they were stupid enough to do a crime should get it. I think folks up top naturally should get it or whatever else, how many people are going to. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like it's kind of weird looking at the news and seeing some of these motherfuckers who were just there like one day ago, like, yeah, I was at the White House, you know, in the Capitol storming shit. And, you know, we were fucking up D.C., you know, crying because the cops are at their door. I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for none of those cats. I don't feel bad for none of those cats who like posted up with their shit on social media and now they're they crying because they can't tweet or Facebook or some shit. I'm not mad at people who, even if that was your thing to do, you weren't smart enough to put a mask on in one of the most surveilled cities in the world. On top of the fact that you made some people mad, you, you thought it was cute until you didn't. I'm not mad at some of these. I'm, I'm I don't feel bad for these some of these folks who can't fly home because they were they were dumb. They got on the, a no fly list. That was your poor decision making. That being said, like even in the best case scenario, if everybody gets it, we still got to worry about the next steps. We still got to resolve the old shit that led to this current shit. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm really worried about the entire sweeping under the rug thing that we're kind of seeing in live action right now because we're in a 24 hour news cycle. And you know, a text like, like Gary had people talking about, well, you know we should forgive and this, that, and the third. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, y'all motherfuckers are wild because, again, I know we'll put the politics in theater, but let me tell you something. If somebody set my ass up to get to get shot or killed, I'm not going through a whole bunch of theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? About having power and being there like, nah, we ain't gonna, you know, 25th Amendment or throw somebody in jail. Like, you know, I'm not a fan of Mike Pence, but I'm like, it's like, bro, they tried, They set you and your family up to be the fall guy. If not Trump, a whole bunch of other people were just there like, we're fine if you dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me, you know, shows a degree of how intoxicating this entire illusion of power is, whether you want to call it capitalism, white supremacy, or both in America. Because yeah. you ain't going to try to get my ass killed. I'm going to act cute afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or injured or whatever. Yeah. Like if somebody, like if somebody broke into your house in most parts of this United States, you'd be able to shoot or hurt them. If they broke into your crib and try to do something else, but these cats are like, let's let's, let's make, these cats are like, let's make a pretty speech, bruh. Maybe that's why I'm not in politics. My my black ass could be the one. I'd be a vengeful bitch after some shit like that happened, you know. But um, again, I think it shows that. We got to be not so, I mean, the government, of course, is a worry, but I think we just got to be worried about the misplaced pride so many people have in this country and what they think it represents. Not as, not Mm -hmm. as best ideals, like the best ideals, we all totally understand why people fight for them and so forth, but I don't think we've been remotely close to those best ideals. Mm -hmm. So people try to go to the opposite direction. I think we got to just, you know, be on our toes. I mean, being on our toes doesn't mean being scared of living every day. Like people, there's a certain amount of people want you to be scared of living and fuck that. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? That's whack. But, um, we got to look at the world, you know, 
for what it is. And there's a whole lot of um work that needs to be done. But at the same time, you know, you can't be scared, but you also can't be a sucker either. Like, I'm worried about the, the sucker moves I see getting, getting played right now. We're just there like, well, oh, they were just fun. And it was just there like, yo, if I tried to be fun in the way those cats were doing, I wouldn't be around. <laughs> you know, no doubt. and the best work is going to be internal work in the sense of one reaching or recognizing that they need to uh, be their higher self, their their God self, and um, you know, focusing on that, and all, and that can also mean you know what individuals want to do for themselves in the sense of um, you know um, earning more or doing things in in the in the area of economics. You know what I'm saying? High inner self would be more or less first focused on one's own life or spiritual nature. The best aspects and quality of oneself is that one having the better having control of one thoughts and emotions, you know, and, you know, not, not on a scheming, get over, manipulate, you know, mentality, but more and more of, you know, healing, helping, you know, um, consoling, um, not trying to get over, you know, and, you know, when, you know, those, and, you know, when that, when we're not, when that's not the, you know, these, these temples, these magnificent temples were built in relation to those ideals. So that lets you know whether these temples in India, you know, whether these temples are still underwater off India in the wonder or Yonaguni off Japan or the, the, the pyramid city to the uh, west of Cuba underwater. You know, and you know, or the or the uh, the beauty that's in um, um, the pyramids in China, uh, Mexico, uh, of course, the Nile, and um, th- that was about. In the, those were based on higher ideals. You know, so so man at his best is under a ma'at or under a certain righteous order within one's own mind. Therefore, everybody has that, you know, you know, the higher men, the higher women are doing that. It's, it's the order of civilization. And we, we look at Marvel at these, you know, these pieces years later. But that has to be understood that man at his best did marvelous things. And, you know, you know marvelous things still get done. But, you know, none of us believe that, you know, the Nippon Corporation in 1976 tried to rebuild a pyramid in Egypt because they felt that they had the mathematics and the ability. These Japanese were in there. After a little while, they had to use modern equipment because they didn't have the know-how that the ancients did. So it just goes to show you that man at his best you know, isn't 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 necessarily selfish or trying to outdo the next person or put people down so they can get higher up on some internet thing. That's low down mentality, trash bag. At the end of the day, you just go do you, and then you know, let it shine. I don't, I, you know, if I say something bad about me, it's because somebody's bringing something my way. But at the end of the day, you know, it don't even matter, you know, because you know. Us at our best is not us attacking one another. You know, 
We might see TV shows that are doing that, but that's not human beings, and that's to sell and to get people to watch. But human beings at our best, see, that's why I, I love some of these shows in the sense of the beautiful women that are on them shows, but I don't re- always watch those shows because my higher self is not that one that, you know, that was kind of my problem with gangster rap. It was like, your higher self is not being that, you know. You can maybe have certain qualities in the God sense damn. of self-defense that you can, you know, that, that can maybe stimulate you to do. But in the sense of higher self, your higher self is not is 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 is, is not violent or is not a gangster. Or, um, you know, that's one's lower self, but that'll never be a higher self. So in a mm-hmm. sense, if people assume that is, that means, or just anything that they assume does higher self that is selfish, or it's not for the better community. It's just they're in a loop cycle. You know, they, they haven't come to that point, or when that point comes up, they ignore it. So it's like, you know, but that's that's the basis of, of basically, you know, of of, 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 of of basically all civilization. And, and, you know, so that's basically where we stand. So obviously that stuff, you know, we don't, you know, I just to be clear, you know, I don't, condone any of that thing that had, had happened even though I thought it was theater and I knew it wasn't going to last long and I knew it wasn't going to affect black people. That wasn't a real coup. You know, I thought, I, I, you know, it, it, more people would have died if it was a real coup, you know, or want to be, more people would have died. You know, some people died after the fact. I mean, on, or during that time, on one person got shot and some people had died of like physical shit later, you know. So, no real cool so I don't feel much for her more, ass either. Yeah, Not so if, if 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 it would have been real, there'd have been there'd have been much more body bags and much more of a body count, no doubt about that. But anyway, you know, that's what it is, what it is, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just more or less of a of a shocker. We kind of, I guess, will sometimes comment on things that at a big news or whatever, whatever, whether mm-hmm. we're affected by it, you know, or or really concerned by it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm more, you know, like that thing. I'm more like. Like those, that and COVID have two things in common to me. I'm not concerned about them. I'm more concerned about what people feel about them and how they will act as a response of to this new idea that is now in their head. You know what I'm saying? Of um, of, 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 of 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 a sense of anarchy or a sense of um, of fear because of some disease. You know what I'm saying? Keeping clean, wearing a mask and shit. You know, I mean, yeah, I like no. the mask mm-hmm. aspect because it keeps me keeps me being concealed in a sense, in, in a way where it's like people don't. It's slower to be able to read you, so I almost look at the mask as a good thing. So I have not whatever, but I ain't. I, you know, the Most High has all this or whatever, and you know, mm-hmm. I want to learn whatever I can learn. So I'm cool. I'm cool while I'm here now, and then I understand what I got to do to embrace and go through, get through to and the afterlife. So everything is cool. Everything is very good. No doubt. And um, I'll just wrap this up um, real quick. Cause I mean, you know, like um, Blackhawk said, this was an important situation, right? So I think we had to talk about, it, especially from our particular perspectives and mm-hmm. um, whatever. But um, I think the interesting thing was like the reactions I think the reaction one might have been the most interesting part of it, besides that, you know, the obvious, you know, what the fuckery of it all, because you know there was there was a bunch of clown motherfuckers out there, and I think that was wild to me, right? Like, mm. 
the reactions to me, I think, are actually, you know, besides the obvious political whatever, that has been a fascinating situation. Because, like, for me, like, especially being online and, you know, with the people who, you know, I follow, who follow me on, like, Twitter and Facebook, etc. Like, seeing the dichotomy of, you know, what type of lives people have lived when you saw the reaction. Because, like, some of my international peoples are just kind of just there, like, this was light work. What the fuck are y'all whining about? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they also crack jokes in the U.S. because, you know, the U.S. always had this big arrogant thing going on. Um, you had a lot of black America and other people of color who were just there like, wow, that shit was wild. But we been told y'all this shit was going to happen. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers ignored us, right? And then you had different things from different, like, white Americans and or people of monetary privilege. Like, some folks who are genuinely like, yo, you know, what the fuck? Because, again, like, they, they got broken out of the, the illusion of certain things not happening here, right? Or America, like, exceptionally, or more for or more so the aspect of things happening to the people they think shit would have happened to, which is usually white folks of certain power and influence. And um, you had, you know, some people who already been, you know, I'll, I'll just say on the side of common sense and right, because that, that's people of multiple backgrounds. Who were just there, like they might have been starting a bit like, wow, that's crazy, but then you know, then they, you know, pivoted to a certain point. And you just had the the white folks who were in utter denial about everything. And I think no matter how old I get, even you know, in my early forties, that blows me. I'm just there like, what the fuck do y'all need to see? But again, like like I said, maybe people aren't going to ever see because they don't want to, you know. They always want to have the blinders on themselves. Where it's just there, like, um, you know, this was a whole bunch of, you know, people who weren't about, at bare minimum, these were a whole bunch of people who weren't about democracy, you know, mixed in with races and other narrative worlds who railed up in here were bugging. And yeah, folks that they're like, nah, it was, um, BLM in disguise and Randy Fire. Well, that's like, yo, dog, you just being purposefully blind. And I think one of the things I always hate about stuff like this when it happens is the hypocrisy of what goes down, you know? And um, shout out to the international media. A lot of them were pointing out certain stuff like, hey, when you had these fake folks protesting about A, B, C, D, or E, y'all had mad cops out here beating folks down. And, you know, you had some peaceful folks getting all kinds of fucked up. But you had folks literally climbing the Capitol and, you know, wilding and, you know, walking out with podiums and doing certain shit and, you know, beating down on cops or whatever. And, you know, uh, there was a, a lot of people were trying to be cute about it, you know, or... Your security was mad low. Why is that? And, you know, for a bunch of us, we're like, we've been no why, you know? And um, a lot of problems don't get solved until we look at our own hypocrisies and our system's hypocrisies. And um, I think that's going to be the big lesson we're going to learn about, not just this, but um, a whole lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, we're going to be up in here, and uh, we're going to keep on keeping on. And I just got one or two quick things to say before we wrap it up because um, I don't want to necessarily end on that particular note. Um, first and foremost, most um, R.I.P. to um, Eugene Wright. Um, he was part of J- Dave um, Brubeck um, Quartet back in the day um, at the bases. Okay. So, okay. Um, like, like for folks who heard the original cut of Take 5, that brother was a part of that. Okay. Or um, whatever. And if folks don't necessarily hear Take 5 playing in their head or whatever, that, that bass line and all the other joints of that 5-4 mark, um, we're in the age of YouTube and Spotify, Google it. You've heard the song or whatever. So he was part of that original part. And, um, you know, he was um, literally the only black dude who was part of um, the um, group back in the day. No 
or whatever, like way back in the day. And um, if folks look up his um, New York Times um, obituary, you know, we talked about the racial stuff that folks dealt with. And, um, you know, Dave Brubeck was one of those jazz cats who was, you know, always very upfront about, you know, not being about, you know, the, the racial bullshit per se. So um, they just had various stories where it talked about, you know, they were like, southern places where they're like we're not going to play in your town because you're, you're trying to not ex- you're trying to exclude our boy or have him way mm. in the back or whatever whatever and um other stuff like that so you know and what's interesting about that is that black people created jazz so that's why like there are special there are certain special white people out there that and frank sinatra was like that uh where they wouldn't do certain things and um because of they had black artists with them or in their entourage or in, you know, in, you know, in their, you know, and so, you know, that was a special moment for them to do that. But what is also special is that they're having people come play jazz and they don't want a black person there, but it was black people who invented jazz. So exactly. the mind plays tricks on people. No doubt. And I'm um, side note, if y'all already like this, this kind of side relation, if y'all already haven't seen that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on um, Netflix, please do so, because um, you're going to see certain elements of that in that um, in that flick if you already haven't seen it or whatever, mm-hmm. like the, the literal whitewashing of, you know, a black um, created um, musical art form, particularly a black American musical created art form and um, what have you and um, how people try to control that. But, um, you know you know, um, condolences and, you know, praising that to his family, friends and fans and, um, so forth and so on, on, um, that end, um, side note, if y'all ever haven't seen that commercial for, um, the Equalizer TV series, that's supposed to have, um, Queen Latifah in the Equalizer role, um, that shit looks ill, I look forward to watching it in February, I hope she does a great job in, you know, an action-y type of role, and I mean, your girl ain't really the type of person who watches CBS unless I'm watching with my moms or my aunt or whatever, you know what I mean, but I saw that, um, promo, um, I might have to sit down and watch that a few episodes of that joint. Like, it looks like they're taking it seriously. And you don't see, you know, black women in action roles, much less on action roles on regular TV series. So, um, now, um, I'm definitely looking now, forward to that joint. I, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward. I was a fan of the Equalizer show, that, the original when it came out. It had the British, the or like old British dude on there. Um, oh, okay. I was a fan of it then, and of course... I was a fan of the Denzel movies of when he did that. I thought those were those were stellar joints. Um, I especially like the first one, and um, I had saw the trailer of that the other day. So naturally, I'm old school, and so I was, you know, I didn't know actually that that was an Equalizer trailer until you just said that. I saw mm-hmm. I saw this something the other day, but I didn't know that was the Equalizer. You know, naturally, I'm an old school dude, and most dudes will not necessarily say what I'm about to say. So, naturally, I'm more bent on it being a male in that role. You know what I'm saying? You know, but because I like Atifa, Atifa was really one of my favorite female rappers back then, back in um, uh, back in the well, yeah, back in the day, and um, and Latifah is like was from around the part of Jersey I used to live in. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm familiar with that, you know, Irvington, Newark, East Orange area very well. I actually went back to Jersey yesterday, had to, you know, some to get some things or whatever. And um, I'm back in the DMV. And so I'm very familiar with that. I was part of Jersey. I went to this part of the area that, you know, she came up in. So um, I, I, I want to see her succeed because she's one of those, you know, one of, you know, one of those cats, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm 
mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to have to be connected with those cats forever. And um, that area forever. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as far as I'm concerned, that was another borough in New York. And that was great. Like when I was talking about the last show about Woldini and then what I, you know, about the vibe of the old school, you know, that was kind of how I saw through that lens and part of Jersey Hood, how I embraced it. And um, that was ground zero. Um, you know, that was really ground zero for the culture. And Latifah mm-hmm. came out of that. And so I definitely hope the best for her, period, as, you know, mm-hmm. a, you know, old school Jersey cat, period, just as an old school Jersey cat. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, you know, the, because um, most hip-hop cats don't necessarily die doing hip-hop. Some of the best don't necessarily die doing hip-hop. And uh, she was definitely, I felt, was one of the better female MCs and who didn't necessarily have to, you know, kind of like the female MC before it got kind of got to be, you know, what it is today. So mm-hmm. definitely big up to her. No doubt, no doubt. And side note, um, not even to get into what we talked about earlier, deeper, but just last quick and side note, um, last shout out to all the folks um, who've been calling out the folks who are bullshitting or whatever, um, during the joint, um, last week, like, um, I know there was a big post where this, um, 18 year old chick, like literally, you know, pointed out their moms, aunt and uncle who were at that joint or whatever, just they're like, this is some bullshit, fuck them. And she was blatantly talking about, yeah, you were telling me not to be at, you know, the BLM protests and all that other stuff against police brutality, protecting black people, gee, out here for this bullshit. And that just had me amused. So I'm like, well, don't piss off the wrong family member anyway. So I just wanted to dovetail back into that real quick. Um, also, really quickly, like, um, as a kid back in the day, I used to love the Police Academy movies. I still like the first yeah. original ones, actually. Yeah. And um, Homegirl, um, who was in it, passed away, uh, Marion Ramsey. She was the chick who had the um, high-pitched voice, who played Officer Hooks in Police Academy. Had a little, like, um, curly hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. and what have you um, she passed away um, this week um, she also acted in Broadway at the age of 73 so I definitely want okay. you know, to shout that out because that's a part of um, yeah, my childhood especially my young childhood memories of like um, watching that joint on yeah, um, TV or whatever else and um, like I said I, I think the first two are still classic comedy mm-hmm. regardless of um, era you know like people can talk yeah, about yeah. the other ones but um, I just always remember her um, being in them joints or whatever along with them. I can't remember the name of the brother that does all the sounds and whatnot. Should oh yeah that one brother yeah thing. I forgot um, yeah 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 I remember people but, back um, in the she's day she's one of the other black folks in that joint yeah mm-hmm. the brother who made the sounds the police cat. I remember they used to say he was going to make a record with Doug I remember he said, he said he was supposed to be trying to make a record back in the day <laughs> shit just about <laughs> so, everybody know, Dougie did Dougie mm-hmm. Fresh you know was the main one Human Beatbox was the, kind of the main cast during the time of the first police academy the other cast Develop their skills as time went on, but mm-hmm. Doug Fresh and Human Beatbox was the main cast that was doing that. And the cat who was a police cat, he was nice too. He was nice, you know. Yeah, he, God, he wasn't necessarily doing beats, but he was just mm-hmm. doing. He had noises or whatever, and um, yeah. But it, that brings back good memories. The police academy, no doubt. Like I, I just had to bring that to because when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, that's a that's sad." And you know, be under there, like I just. I just always like certain things like I'm not necessarily the biggest on certain kinds of nostalgia, but the kinds I'm on, I'm really, really on. And that was like one of those joints for me um, personally or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, on um, side note, about even the movie, 
it wasn't even about the movie. It was kind of the era that it came out in. Because that was kind of that Woudini Run DMC era that that movie came out in. Oh, so, yeah, that's all I was going to say. Um, no doubt, no doubt. And um, let's give me one quick second, guys. I got to plug this joint in. Um, still here, everybody. Just getting the computer plugged in because it's making that low, that, you know, warning noise. Um, side note, um, for people who were like in, in the 90s, especially, and, you know, were reading certain types of fictional novels or whatever, Eric Jerome Dickey passed away during the past week too at the age of 59 um a okay. lot of folks i remember especially during my teenage years were um peeping his um books back in the day or whatever like um they were books you know i mean for me they were cool like i know people who were like super fans though especially like if you know sister sister friends and lovers and all of that and um he was one of those cats who you know came up back in the day and um, I think he had a whole other career before he started, right? I think he was like an engineer. Mm-hmm. And he decided he wanted to get into the um, creative arts and um, obviously succeeded very well in it. So I'm always going to give, you know, props and credit to folks on um, that end where it's due. Just one second, everybody. I got to plug this bad boy. I don't want to die while we're recording. All right. And we are back. Yay. Nice quick break. Or um, whatever. And um, let's see here. Um, I don't know. I saw a lot of people, you know, got upset because they saw Dr. Dre had a stroke um, this week and got taken to the stroke? hospital. Yeah. Or um, whatever. I think it was a stroke. I heard the other day he had a brain aneurysm. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, just, yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pull up the story here. Because um, I heard the other day, so I didn't know okay, he brain had an, a stroke. It, it was it was brain aneurysm. Because I'm pulling up the like up to date on TMZ right now while we're talking. It said he suffered a brain aneurysm, which, which is serious enough already. You know what I mean? And um, I think he still was in the um, hospital or whatever for a minute. Um, 55 years old, and um, you know those are serious shits to deal with. And um, I I know for his family wants him to get better or whatever. I know that cat's going through a whole bunch of shit divorce wise or whatever. But um, that was kind of wild to me because even though, you know, I know anything can happen to people at certain times. It always kind of messes with me when I look at people who might be like, I guess will be my equivalent of an older brother age or whatever, getting sick with certain stuff, especially because I'm not 50 yet. So when I see stuff like that, it's kind of like has me like, whoa, what the hell? But um. Yeah, I know that joint happened this week. I'm just pulling up random stuff. I didn't want to like this have it be a completely political joint going on here today. Um, let's see here. Grammys got postponed, but that's COVID. That's not a terrible surprise that that went down. A lot of Doom tributes are coming in, which is kind of cool to see. Like, um, I think it always just shows the um effect of not just a person as you know a person or as an artist, but uh, you know that creativity is always appreciated. You know hopefully more so when you're alive than when you transition, but there's always that type of theme that goes through with various folks and, you know, the power of um, your life and um, whatever else. Um, Audra Day is going to be in that new Billie Holiday movie that's dropping in the next few months. I look forward to seeing that. That preview looked really good or um, whatever. And um, lastly, on the entertainment end, um, and I'll just say more so on the quote-unquote black entertainment end, on Netflix, there is a series called Lupin. It's a French series. And um, 
it actually has a, I don't know how many people have like either read about um, Lupin or seen the um, anime series. Um, this is like similar to it. Essentially there, and it's actually um, cool because it has a black dude I'm starring in it. Um, this um, black fellow who is in French is inspired by um, this um, dude who was famous for, you know, doing a lot of like grand um, thefts and schemes and stuff called Arsene Lupin. And in this particular series, um, there's this black dude who, you know, motivated by revenge and other thing, like this goes on this, you know, robbery spree based off of the shit that he's done. And um, it's a really good series. Um, and I would recommend for folks to go on ahead and um, check it out when you got some free time or whatever. It definitely has, you know, the action and comedy and all that other type of stuff and, you know, good drama and everything else. And um, it was just something I ended up being able to watch a little bit this weekend while I was doing some home things and it was a nice um surprise to see and like I said um if you've been like an anime person you probably already like seen you know Lupin the third or whatever else which is you know in the similar vein of all that but um mm. it was cool to see a black dude just being on it you know yeah I'm gonna be scheming I'm also gonna kick ass too and um do some other cool stuff and um it's filmed really well or whatever else so um go on ahead and check those bad boys yes, out. Indeed, and um, lastly, um, oh, I know folks that talked about um, The Mandalorian That's beforehand. Um, we got to sit down and talk about that one day. So I had a few folks who were curious in terms of how we felt about it. Because we were talking about it highly a bit during um, our last commentary period. And yeah. um, folks shall get into that. I mean, I definitely want to talk about that maybe a little more in depth. Maybe, you know in the next few days or so. And um, as a Marvel person, I know WandaVision starts up in the next few days for uh, my Marvel peoples. And um, that series is going to be, if it's anything like, you know, the comic personas that were in there besides what y'all saw at the movies, that series is going to be crazy. I know my ass will talk about it, um, if nothing else, on um, Disney Plus soon. And um, whatever else... And yep, yep, yep. I think that is about it for now. We just definitely want to get, you know, some talk in the mix to our peoples and, you know, get in like a full of fuse box radio um, show to the masses. It's been a little while since we were able to do that. So um, it's definitely good. We got this in folks is wide awake and all that at the moment to get that cranked out. And um, as we always say, um, we appreciate that you sit back and listen in and check us out regardless. And, you know, whether you agree with what we, you know, talked about, disagree, et cetera, if it sparked your mind a bit and you got into some conversation with others about, you know, certain things and topics that we've done our job as um, quality independent media people and black media folks at large. And with that, you know, we're about to get into the other part of the two punch combo here with, you know, our music mixes and whatnot with the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Fuseboxradio.com. Again, our official website. Tons of stuff are linked on there, including for our musicians. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. There's information on how to submit music for that. And um, if you have other forms of media, because we are getting back into the interview mode. Eventually, we're going to be getting back more into the um, movie review and written review mode. Hit us up, and um, we'll try our best to get at you. ASAP. Thefutondone.com for live streaming DJ sets. And yeah, man, we about to get into it. And again, thank y'all yes, for indeed. checking folks out. Ladies DJ Fuse rolling out. Fuse Boxes ADO, Assault Raw, Blackhawk, Blast Off. Peace. All right, Peace. all right. Peace. Peace.
You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 